everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 289th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we are back with your letters and your calls for the Jurassic Mailbag. Jennifer Evans once again joins me to sift through that mailbag and get to the bottom of all of your thoughts and concerns for the month of September. Now, just in case you want to be a part of the next mailbag, you can uh, call our voicemail line at 732-825-7763. You can email us uh, some audio files or your questions to jurassicparkpod at gmail.com. Or you can head over to our website, jurassicparkpodcast.com, to fill out our contact form. Now, of course, even though you haven't heard this month's episode just yet, we are already collecting questions for the next mailbag. So before we get started, I'd like to take care of some quick business. Uh, now, first off, I did want to give a shout out to Luke Ferris and Jurassic Pod uh, for having me on recently to talk about all things Jurassic, uh, the community, and there were so many other topics that we covered. Um, so Jurassic Pod, uh, fairly newish, I guess you could say, Jurassic Pod out there. Uh, one of the several Jurassic Pods. You know, we're not like the Star Wars community or anything that has like thousands upon thousands of podcasts devoted to, you know, the film franchise. We're, we're the Jurassic franchise, and there's a handful of podcasts about Jurassic. So please go check them out. Uh, I'll put a link in our show notes for you to Take a listen to the episode that I was on, but definitely go download the show in general. I think it's really, really fun. Um, And they revisit the series from, I guess, like a different perspective. Uh, If I remember correctly, I think he said, like, they're not, you know... uh, Every, in the in the franchise, like every single day, like maybe a lot of us are, but um, but it's really fun to at least get their perspective and see things from a different angle. So so please check out their show, uh, and and of course send them reviews on iTunes or wherever else, uh, Apple Podcasts, I guess it's called. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's really really important, especially for Jurassic shows, to just share it around tell everybody and just make sure you listen to all those episodes so again uh a big thanks to luke for having me on and uh uh, you know good luck to the show and i'm really excited that there's more jurassic podcasts out there so secondly i wanted to uh give a shout out to somebody who i've mentioned plenty of times here on on this show and uh you know whenever i'm like a a guest spot like i was on on luke's uh jurassic pod I think I mentioned it on that show as well, but like somebody who inspired me to start a a show, a podcast about a film franchise, and and that would be Ed Dollista from the IndieCast. He started the IndieCast talking about Indiana Jones, and I was like, you know what, we need kind of something like that for Jurassic. So now he actually has a a YouTube show with fellow IndieCaster Mitch Halleck where 
Uh, it's the two of them, so it's it's Mitch and Ed's Excellent Adventure. They talk about all kinds of pop culture stuff, and uh, recently they chatted about Jurassic Park. So I just wanted to let everybody know uh, to check out, you know, two great hosts, kind of just going down, you know, a lot of facts and, and thoughts and feelings on the franchise, or just mostly just Jurassic Park it, itself. I think it's... It's another really, really fun look at the franchise or the series. And, and just to see, you know, kind of like I said before, it's fun to hear what others think about Jurassic, you know. And, and specifically, you know, in Ed's case, where it's not his go-to series like Indiana Jones or, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, knowing Ed. Um, so, I, you know, I've, I've been one to submit a lot of content to the IndieCast over the years. So, I think it's great and exciting to finally hear Ed talking Jurassic. So please, please go check that out. I will also have that in the show notes as well so you can watch the video. Now over uh, on our website, I actually wanted to uh, reference an article I put up the other day. It was a press release that came into my inbox uh, from Fresh Del Monte. And they, they create all kinds of produce and stuff that you see in the stores. Uh, bananas, stuff like that. And they actually have a dinosaur challenge kind of in cahoots with DreamWorks and and, uh, and, and Netflix and all that. So there's this, this fun project, a fun game and scannable stuff, AR uh, augmented reality for Jurassic. So there's going to be all kinds of really, really fun stuff involved with their produce and things that you can find in stores. So please go check out the article I wrote up the other day uh, about about the dinosaur challenge that they have going on. So you can actually go to their website and check it all out. Uh, it, I don't know if, as of this recording, if it's unveiled officially, officially yet, but please go check out the press release. And there's also, uh, there's also going to be a way to win a trip to Universal Orlando. So definitely go check out the link in our show notes for that one as well. Um, also over on YouTube, I wanted to give a shout out to all of the Jurassic Wire videos we did last week. I think that was all I did, actually. Um, I actually did not get a chance to do a live stream. Came around to Wednesday night and I was like, you know what? I'm going to pass today. Uh, so we're going to do a live stream this week. So please stay tuned uh, Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I should also have a toy hunt out for you guys this week as well. So that's very exciting. But we do have another packed episode for you. Another Jurassic Mailbag. This one's for September. So why don't we go ahead and get this episode kicked off by diving into the Jurassic Mailbag. Jurassic Mailbag. 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 Jurassic Mailbag never fails. It makes me wag my dino tails. And Brad and Jen, your Jurassic Mail. It's Jurassic Mailbag with Brad Jost and Jennifer Tarek. Welcome back, everybody, to the Jurassic Mailbag, and it is September, and I am pumped. I am ready to talk Jurassic. This month, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling good. Uh, I feel like, when we were just joking about this behind the scenes, I'm like, I feel like there's a lot to talk about. You just came at me, Jen, and said, oh, there's not really much going on, but there, there is, right? There's plenty. We, we decided that there's plenty going on. Uh, so, Jen, how's it going? How, how you doing with all this Jurassic news out here? It's good. It's my birthday month. Woo! September. Woo! Confetti. Confetti. Pod podcast confetti. Podcast confetti. Throw it. Uh, yes, but yes. All of it. 
<laughs> but it is my birthday. It is football, and oh. hopefully some Jurassic happens. Uh, yeah, I mean September. that would that would be great. Uh, yeah, we were we were joking that like, you know, there's there. It seems it always seems like there's nef- nothing going on. There's never any news and stuff like that. But like when you actually sit there and think about it, we're like, oh yeah, oh th- there's actually been a lot of stuff. Like you just said, oh there's nothing. But we just had that huge. Um, breakdown which you know I, I won't get too deep here i don't know if people asked about this or not I, I doubt it but um but there was so much stuff that came out of CinemaCon, and and uh yeah you know there was like specifically talking to you i know there was that moment where like apparently like claire is like running on rooftops or something like that is that's that sounds amazing yeah i know i know i i i remember where i was i squeed <laughs> and then the thing with the t-rex thing i don't want to be like spoily but the thing with the t-rex thing i know that um was talked about oh my god uh, there's it, yeah i <laughs> I, I, so I read excited. the first one of the first things i read was like this really quick reactionary kind of take on what happened and it was basically just like listing off some of the most absurd things and i like could not believe what i was reading and and mm-hmm. then and then like in the mu- middle of it it's like stunts and other things and i'm like oh my god stunts i can't wait for this movie uh so yeah it sounds like it's gonna be yeah. a thrill and uh yeah I, it makes me wonder oh. like what what's next what what do we like what do we have coming for us you know yeah, what what we were doing was like would play, would be sitting on the couch and would play like the um the the YouTube recaps of people who went, and everyone would like tell it differently because when you when you just read a article or something, it, it's kind of just general. But whenever you see someone like talk about it and actually explain things, would be sitting there and then they'd be kind of saying the same thing. Then each one of them would have like a little nuance that they remembered or picked up, and we're like, oh, yeah. wait, that's different. What is that? Like, and would <laughs> would be sitting there like all chill and be like, oh, what? <laughs> wait, yeah. What? what it was hard there's so many things it's hard because like yes there there were um there were like film people there who who know you know you know the 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 writers the film twitter people stuff like that they were all there so they know some stuff but there's also just like theater exhibitors and things like that people that don't necessarily know jurassic not even the the Mm -hmm. the the reviewers and all those people that were there like they don't necessarily know it but so you kind of had to like find the right person to get the description you wanted because like again i won't really say what was there either just yet but like there was a dinosaur in this description that i was like okay i i mean i need to i need the confirmation like i i need to know that you know what that is and that you didn't just make a guess as far as what that dinosaur was (laughs) because like it's big ramifications for these things and 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 uh also, there was another dinosaur that's that was mentioned a bunch of times, which I was like, I actually don't think you know what you're talking about here, yeah. and we'll see. So there, because <laughs> we we I remember I heard several different dinosaurs on the rooftop, several different kinds, uh-huh. and then I also heard that about Owen was on a motorcycle, he was on a bicycle, he was just running. Like there was multiple versions of that. Okay, too. wait, did, or he was riding you... a dinosaur. Like there were multiple did, versions. I uh, did you. Yeah, I I did hear that dinosaur. Did you hear he was riding yeah. a horse? Was that one that you heard? Yes, yes, I heard that one too. Okay, because like I'm like I don't. I mean, apparently maybe he was on a horse. I don't know, but like, I I could just I could picture the jokes that would follow from that scenario. Yeah. So it would it would be funny, but 
I yeah, I'm ready for this movie. I'm ready to talk Jurassic. So uh, let's go to our first email here, and this one's from uh, Taylan, and it says, "Hi, Brad and Jen. Taylan here for the third time in a row. I have a couple of questions. <laughs> what other companies do you think have been making dinosaurs? Uh, what do you think they've made for uh, that made them for?" My sister was also wondering if campers go to Isla Sorna in season four of Camp Cretaceous, where do you think they'll go? Such as the birdcage? Anyway, thanks a lot. I love your podcast, and you'll most likely see a lot more in the mailbags to come. Lots of love from Taylan. Thank you so much. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. I I I apologize if I'm not, but thank you so much for writing in. So we got a lot of questions here. Where should we start? Where should we start? Um... All right, so wh- this is kind of like an impossible impossible one to answer in a way, but like what other companies do you think have been making dinosaurs? <laughs> like well, do you think a- guess... like Apple, Google, like what what are their, you know, <laughs> I'm sure Amazon is selling them at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean I if anybody's that's... gonna it's got to be them, right? It, it's, it has to be like d- delivered by drone even. Yeah, and Walmart probably has like the special section there, and uh-huh. <laughs> and Google probably. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone has their hand in this. Somehow. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, look, it's it's kind of impossible to say, but uh, Biosyn is. You know, we we do know like three companies uh, outside of InGen, right? So we have we have InGen, which we obviously know they have, but we also have Biosyn. Um, what what your what do you think? I think they're it's highly likely. That Biosyn has been oh, making yeah. things. Yeah. I'm yeah, I think that's pretty much certain. Okay. We also have um Manticore from Camp Cretaceous. What do you think? Do you think they've been doing oh, it? Yeah. Probably. There's probably so many companies that have been doing this. It's possible. By now. And, and we also we also have that company from the evolution of Claire, which was like Mosby health or mosby yeah. pharmaceuticals or something like that just, I, don't, I don't know there's just so many there's just so many i mean there's probably so many more that we don't even know there'll probably be all bunch of new ones too in the yeah movie, so i mean look how many buyers were at that um you know that auction or, or maybe not how many buyers but how many buyers actually got dinosaurs or or samples or whatever that they needed um you know so there's potential that there's plenty of companies or people out there making dinosaurs but i would say I, I still feel like, as far as Manicor is concerned for Camp Cretaceous, I, f- I still feel like that's like a front. Like it'll end up being Biosyn or something like that. So I, I definitely would just say that, yeah, Biosyn's been making them. I, I feel pretty confident. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what, here's the follow-up to that was, what do you think they've made them for? That's a good question. Um, I guess, Well, I guess it depends. Each company will probably would do different things um i don't know like would they would they do it to sell them or i don't know that is a good question what do you think um yeah i i mean hmm that that is good because like say for instance we'll just say biosyn say for instance biosyn is making dinosaurs and people are aware of it I don't think Biosyn would would at least like let people know, hey, we're selling dinosaurs. Um, I think it would just be like, hey, we're using them for, you know, we're making either our own park or a biological preserve or something like that, you know. Um, 
so I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I feel like if it's a major company, they're going to want to use it um, for like good purposes. They're going to at least want it to seem like they're using them for good purposes, not necessarily nefarious things. Um, but, you know, I, guaranteed we're going to see a lot of bad things happening from dinosaurs that are made from third parties, you know, like like poaching, like uh, hunting, other hunting things, like different like um, – like uh, you pay to hunt for these things in certain areas. I don't know, um, or just selling them like you, like you had said, like sell them mm-hmm. to whoever you know. So, but I even don't know. if they sell them to whoever, what would whoever do with them? Like I get the <laughs> point that they're worth something, but it's kind of yeah. like like gold in a sense because yeah, you could sell gold, but you can't really do much else with it. I don't know. I I I have no idea. I feel like it's like. It's kind of like um, Tiger King. I don't know if you got a chance to watch that uh, documentary on, on Netflix, now. but like, you know, there's there's people that run these these big cat places, and then there's also those same people that run them might in the background be selling them or buying them and doing things like, you know, suspiciously behind the scenes. So I guess it could kind of be like that, where like. Uh, but I don't know what they're use- what they're buying them and, u- and using them for. Like, I have no idea. Yeah, but exactly. like, you know, like whether it's like, um, you know, how, you know, people out there in this world still believe that like, ho- like horns of like rhinos and elephants or, mm-hmm. or tusks, tusks on elephants or whatever are like, you know, used for like medical purposes and stuff like that. Like, so I don't know, maybe there's like something revolving that I could see like a, a big pharmaceutical companies saying like hey like we're using this testing to cure cancer or something like that we're we're, you know cutting these dinosaurs up or something you know not not very nice but um i I just don't know i don't know what you would use them for outside of like hey i've got uh, you want to see my secret room look back there there's a dinosaur (laughs) there's a t-rex i keep it chained up like outside of a zoo purpose i don't really see after you sell them then sell them to the next person everyone just keeps selling them to make money but by the time it ends because the end of the chain there you just <laughs> put them in a zoo like what else do you do <laughs> yeah i mean the the same thing that happened in, in jurassic world would happen in the real world right where, where the reason that they're bringing in the indominus rex is because people are bored by dinosaurs or whatever or just like the standard dinosaurs so i feel like if you put them in some sort of open market where like you could buy them for some random things. It's like, people are going to be like, Oh, now everybody has a dinosaur. It's not special anymore. Who cares? Um, so yeah. I don't even know, like would a zoo matter at that point? And especially if dinosaurs are loose, like, I don't know, would there be a zoo and loose dinosaurs? That seems like the zoo wouldn't really do all that well <laughs> in that scenario. Like, I, I don't know. It seems weird, but it's a, it's a very, very interesting question. Yeah, it, it's that's really kind of like a moral question. And at the end of the day, like why I get they want the power, they want the technology to do all this and this and this. But like, what do you do with it, though, when you're done? Like when you get all your money and they sold them, what what do they do with them? The people who got them? It's that isn't yeah. I never really thought it through that much. It's like, oh, yeah, well, everyone wants to sell them, make money. But then what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you do. I mean, is it? You know, obviously. Well, yeah, I mean, look, there's going to be probably like you know like um you know how there's like animal fights and stuff like that you know surely that could be a thing where there's like some 
some like you know seedy alleyway that you walk down and then there's like giant cages where dinosaurs are fighting against each other and you got to bring your dino to the fight and win money and, and bet on it and stuff like that and I guess that could be a thing where like you know that's like super behind the scenes where like you that's the only reason why you have a dinosaur is to to fight you know and eventually you probably have to replace them because you know it gets to a point where it either loses or it gets too injured so it's, it is kind of like a pretty <laughs> consistent business model for the, for those people I, I would guess um so that's definitely a reason why you would you, why somebody would make them i guess behind the scenes but um but all those people that were at the auction, yeah, I don't know. Like, what would they have done with these dinosaurs when they got to their destination? Because we know that, like, whatever Hoskins and, and those people were all up to, like, they wanted to create, like, basically, like, weapons. So at what point when at, when all the villains have weapons that are dinosaurs, <laughs> where do you go from there? Yeah. I don't know. know. I don't know. All right, so let's move on to the next one. <laughs> it says... Uh, uh, that uh, my sister was also wondering if the campers go to Isla Sorna in season four, um, and where do you mm. think they'll go? So that that's another good question. Um, what do you think? What's, what's yeah, your take on, on where they go? Uh, he mentioned the bird cage, which is always fun to revisit. I mean, that's one of my favorite things. Um, I would love to re-explore that. I don't yeah, know. I yeah. don't know if there's really that much on Sorna that's very specific like you you see that and you're like oh i know exactly what that is like besides the bird cage really you know i was i was kind of thinking about this um the other day as well like th w like specifically like what is like iconic you know something that you would want to see from sorna and bird cage um for sure um but like i was thinking about the different you know the worker village and and uh and the um the like the facility that we saw like the lab in in Jurassic Park 3 like yeah they're like you know they're things that we've been to but they're not like the visitor center from the first film mm -hmm. or or really any of the, the anything from the first film like i i would be just so excited in any of these things to ever see like the T-Rex paddock like up top not just down below like we saw in Fallen Kingdom mm -hmm. but like i've always wanted to see just like upstairs where like there's nothing it's literally nothing it's just like a fence and then that's it <laughs> but like <laughs> so like that's how boring like that island could be but yet i'm still excited but for sorna it's like i don't know there's not really all these like things that i really need to see on sorna even if we did go to the worker village where like the raptor attack happened and stuff like it's just not iconic enough for me because maybe because it was like all so dark and dingy and just really yeah. didn't stand out right but that bird cage like you're saying that was that would be something to see yeah i would like that very much i that's one of my favorite parts of any movie actually i really that's so unique because no other film even comes to, close to that really <laughs> so that yeah. would be fun yeah so i i actually did an entire article about this um when in when are we right now so we're probably about like Mm, two weeks or so since I wrote this article when this airs. But, um, you know, I kind of actually did an article about where do they go? Like what will happen in this show in season four? And I like laid out all the options. Uh, I'll, I'll just go through them real quick here because like when you set sail off a of Nublar, right? You want to, you want to go to Costa Rica. Like that's your main goal, right? So you would hope that's where they would go. But 
you know, they probably I don't think I don't think they'll actually end up there um, just yet. So, you know, despite like that's probably where they want to set off to. They have 120 miles to go. Um, I think they'll they'll hit some some bumps in the in the water along the way. Um, you know, do they go back to Nublar? I don't think so. Right? I think that's super boring. Um, I don't see any reason why you would do that as a show just to go back there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I, so this is kind of one of those bumps in the road is is the Mosasaurus, right? Um, what? Is it out there? Is it? I mean, it's definitely out there. We know that the, with the timeline and everything, with the end of season three was at the beginning of Fallen Kingdom, which means that the Mosasaurus is out in the ocean. Do they encounter the Mosasaur, or is that something that they just skip over? What do you think? I hope so. I mean, that's a missed opportunity if they don't, actually, I think. I would yeah. like to see that. Yeah, I would definitely like to see that, too. And I think, like, the Mosasaurus could be like a big episode in and of itself. Like there's a lot that could happen there could capsize them. They could need, you know, rescue by some, somebody, or it could just maybe just send them in a different direction. Um, because if they want to go to Costa Rica, we're we're thinking directionally now, Uh, I think they'd have to go East, right? So yeah, they got to go East to get to Isla. I'm sorry, to Costa Rica. Um, but if they went to Isla Sorna, which would be west, they'd have to go like another like 80, I think 87 miles west to hit Isla Sorna. So maybe it like set them off in a different direction. Um, but we also do know that like Kenji has a compass and he doesn't necessarily know how to read it. So who knows? But coast, uh, sorry, Isla Sorna, I think is the, the main, you know, place <laughs> where they would go. I feel like it's the most obvious mm-hmm. and the most relatable. Um, I think... There's also the chance that they come into contact with like Manticore. I think I think that has to happen. What do you think? Um. Okay, Manticore. Remind me what Manticore is. So, <laughs> so uh, in season one, you know, there was uh, Sammy was trying to find all of the um, the DNA and get the oh, samples is, is back that, to the company. Is that who hired or her her? parents yeah like her, her family get stuff exactly like so that company's out there you know they sent the drone and then again in season three we see another drone that flies down to the island um and catches the uh scorpius in action mm-hmm. um so i i feel like it's it's necessary like so i don't know if they've been there all six months or not but like they're definitely there now yeah, and i think like i think they could bump into them point, yeah yeah, whether yeah, they that'll be it. that there's more to go with that, yeah. Oh, for sure. I think like yeah. they could either have like a big vessel that they're like they have a base of operations or I think more more fun would be like hey, they're they've settled in on Sorna and they they've gotten word via the DPG that like all the dinosaurs are gone from Sorna, but that's not the case. Like I think that would be really interesting. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right cuz we're in that kind of timeline. Yeah. Yeah, that would be neat. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, the DPG website is, you know, it's basically said that, like, they moved all the dinosaurs from Sorna to Nublar. I just, I, I don't think that they're very truthful, this this whole thing. We've gotten insight that maybe this isn't the most reliable website that around, you know, that they're maybe uh, unreliable narrators or just playing it from like their perspective or something. So mm-hmm. I think, I think there's a chance that there definitely could be dinosaurs there and maybe Manicor set up a base of operations there. So 
I don't know. I don't know if they visit any, you know, iconic things, but I think um I think uh just being on the island alone would be pretty awesome and to see new things. Yeah, so. I I think and you made a good point like the mosasaurs could send them off course and who knows. That yeah. makes sense that they would go there next. So Yeah. I I hope so. I really hope so. I mean, you do you do you hope so? Do you care that for I them do. to go there? I mean, I don't I don't care too deeply, but a large part of me <laughs> does hope so. Like okay. I do cuz what what else are you going to do with this show, really? Exactly. You've out, you know, you've outstretched your welcome at New Bar, I think. So <laughs> And they've tried to get off of it so many times and they've been off of it and they keep going back on it. So they, you got to do something else. If you're going to keep the show going, you're obviously going to have to go there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it would just be super boring to be like, ah, well, we're back on Nublar again. Oh, no. Um, but, you know, we also have to think about the fact that there is something on this boat as well. So, you know, if they notice it in time, maybe they turn around and return it back to Nublar. Um, oh, back to Nublar. You know, it, it just sounds like a, a not fun plot line. But, um, you know, there's also the chance, I guess, they could take this all the way to Costa Rica and then a dinosaur could get loose on Costa Rica, whatever that thing is on the ship. Um, so, or on the small boat or whatever. Um, but you know, there's a lot of options here, but I think, I think all of them are, you know, plausible at least maybe not all interesting, but, uh, certainly plausible. So thank you. Thank you so much for the, uh, email there and, uh, look forward to hearing from you again in the future. This next one is an email from Firecat, and this says, "Hi, sorry to bother you. Uh, you didn't Aww. bother us. Definitely didn't bother us. This is what we're here for. This is what we're here for." Uh, it says, "Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. If it if it nearly is ending, maybe at four to six seasons, uh, will there be spinoff series on mainland of dinosaurs during the escape from the mansion to Dominion and after, like mentioned uh, in the trailer of." Battle at Big Rock. I'm assuming that's what this meant. Uh, they said that there's a carnivore up, uh, attack up north. Maybe we could see that. Um, so yeah, that that's the that's the email right there. Sorry, it was a little. I had to like kind of piece it together a little bit. Um, but thank you for writing in at least. And I, I think yeah, here we go again with some Camp Cretaceous theories. Um, I, do you think? Uh, do you think that there will be a spinoff? series on the mainland or do you think like maybe that's something they'll do within this series here maybe not season four but do you think it's something that they'll eventually do on the mainland um see, i don't i really have no idea where this is going because we obviously we just said how they could kill some time with whatever's on their boat right now and then they can go to sorna and then spend some time there but once they get on the mainland you're kind of it's not camp cretaceous anymore because it's like the rest of the world is kind of involved it's not just their camp kind of thing that would mm -hmm. have to be a spin-off if i think if they get on the mainland um which i mean i don't see not happening because it's pretty popular now and everything drastic seems to do pretty good right now with everything mm -hmm. that's going on so but i don't think this particular show will go on the mainland because then it's it's done it defeats the purpose that they're home and that's it for them <laughs> uh, Am I you're, wrong? You're, you're breaking my heart. You're breaking my heart. Aww. I I would love to see it. I would love to see it go there. I'm, I've probably said it here before, but I've definitely said it on the show. 
um, and definitely our, our live streams. But um, my like number one hope is is for them to say, let's say season five, um, they actually catch up with the timeline that we're currently in, like right now, where mm-hmm. you know that. So that would be this show's right now at two, in 2016, uh, like about the middle of 2016 or so. So they they have a few years to catch up. You could see them a few years older, and they're they're kind of just doing their thing. We we kind of get to catch up with them at the beginning of the season, what they've been up to over these past few years, um, their reaction to the volcano going off um, from home. You know, they can see it on the TV and stuff like that. They're like, mm-hmm. oh my god, oh my god, that you know, all the dinosaurs. You, you can kind of get like some pretty sympathetic stuff there. I think from like Darius, if you get to see Darius and see his reaction to. All these dinosaurs being killed off, like that could be interesting. Um, but then the, the hook for the season is the fact that, like, you know, Ben's watching the TV and he notices Bumpy runs by, and he notices it because of the asymmetrical horn, uh, you know, on, on her head, and he notices her like running by somebody's house or something like that on like some cell phone oh. footage, you know, and and it it becomes this like kind of like ragtag crew that has to gather up again, you know. Da- he calls up Darius, Brooklyn, uh, Kenji, Sammy. Is there any uh, uh, Yaz? He calls them all up, and he's like, "Guys, we got to get back together." I saw Bumpy. I swear, and. <laughs> and they're like, Ben, there's no way you saw Bumpy. And they're like, yes, I did. I swear to God, I saw Bumpy. And then they go off on this whole like hunt to go find Bumpy. I think that could be really fun. Um, oh, okay. Well, now I did not think of that at all. So I agree. That would be, I would like that. Like, yeah, how, how awesome would that be? And then like, maybe like we get a yeah. flashback, a flashback episode of like, even like a flashback to the the, the letter or the, the island portions of Fallen Kingdom where like, you see Bumpy being uh, captured and then put on a boat and then you see her journey from that boat and you get to hear like the T-Rex roaring in the background of the boat and you know what's going on back there because that's Owen and Claire over there. And then, you know, then you get to see her loaded into the auction and stuff like that. I I, I forget, I I don't know how visible the the horn things are uh, on the... um, the one that's in the auction. So I don't know if you could say like, oh, that one's bumpy right there in the auction that we see in the movie. Um, but it could be a fun little tie-in, you know, if they ended up doing something like that and then saying like, oh, Bumpy got out in the wild and now she's, you know, out there on her own and we get to see what she, what she's been up to. Um, it could be really, really interesting. It would be kind of like that. I don't know if you remember that episode of like uh, whenever that was, season two, where like we saw Ben, what happened to him after he fell off the... Um, after uh, after he fell off the monorail and you get to see what he's been up to mm-hmm. you know and stuff like that so it could be kind of interesting to see something like that so that's my hope and i think it could still relate you know because it is your camp fam all the all the campers yeah. together trying to find bumpy again um i think it could be really fun yeah maybe, i like maybe, that now that you mention it yeah i didn't think yeah that. Maybe even a movie or something like if they did a you know just a spinoff movie or something like because that's not unheard from uh, unheard of I guess from um, DreamWorks and stuff like that to have like you know a little just one off film uh, animated film or something like that on Netflix or whatever I think that could be really really fun. Yeah, I'd watch it, of course, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> like. And we could like maybe have a cameo of Owen and Claire, like if it was like on, 
on the island or something. That would be really cool because I'm still shocked that we never got them on the show. Yeah, I know, or or anything. No real references. I mean, you just by no, what where we are, we know where, where we are in the movies and that. But yeah, nothing concrete. Yeah. So uh, again, thank you, uh, Firecat. Uh, oh. I did want to say they mentioned like the attack up north that was mentioned in Battle at Big Rock. Um, that's just a fun thing. Like I would love to know what that was in reference to. You remember that line from uh, that? Yeah, that I do. I do remember that. Yes. Yeah, it was just like such like a little throwaway line. But like, what does that mean? I was literally actually talking about this with Mr. Tom Jurassic today. I was talking, uh, <laughs> you know, to him about what that was and what it could be and stuff like that literally today. So that's funny that this uh, popped up. So who knows? But uh, thank you again for writing in. Let's move on to our next one here. This is another email. We got a lot of emails here, guys, today. So this is actually two emails from Bailey. And it says, hello, Brad and Jen. I can't wait for this new episode of The Mailbag. I'll try to keep the question short this time around. My question is, if you had to take a job at Jurassic Park slash World... What would it be? Uh, or sorry, what job would you apply for? And I would probably apply for a position as a paleo veterinarian specializing in carnivores such as raptors and Dilophosaurus. It may be a dangerous job, but hey, someone has to do it. And it would be an amazing experience to see to get to see those mag- magnificent creatures so close. That being said, I'm interested to hear what your job would be in the park. Thanks for taking the time to answer. And as always, stay safe, stay Jurassic. Uh, I'll. I'll uh, yeah. Well, I'll stop there because there is a second part portion. But uh, good question. What job would you apply yeah, for? Yeah, the first time. This is the first time we've ever been asked this. I think. Maybe I. I don't remember. I, I believe yesterday. So. so. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, mm, that is a good question. Um. This is going to sound so bad, but honestly, I'd, I'd like to run it. I'd like to, Claire's job. I'd like to run the park. I'd like to be in charge of everything, and I would. I would like to run it. I could see that's that. so bad. But yeah, that's what I want to want to do. I don't want to work with any of the dinosaurs. I don't want to design anything. I don't want to. I'm just going through the different things. Uh, I, I want to run the place. I want to be the person that people come to when they have, like, anything i want to be the person not the Mizrani, but i want to do like mm, the yeah, yeah i want to i want to be the claire position that's a good one i obviously i feel like i felt like that's where you're probably going to go with that um you know because i know how like how much you invest into your different outlets that you run and operate so i feel like that would be perfect um I don't and know I like I... to have control over everything. <laughs> I don't want someone else doing it. Like I want to be able to dictate this way. This is my way. You do it this way, or you're out. Like, oh no, it's my way. Yeah, <laughs> I I know that. So yeah. <laughs> um, so I have no idea, but you know, Bailey mentioned the dinosaurs and and specifically raptors and Dilophosaurus. Now that's that takes a lot of guts to to do that job, mm-hmm. right? Like that's those are those jobs that I'm like. Who volunteers? Who like applies to do that? You know, like, because that it's like you are working with such dangerous creatures. Like that is that's that's an interesting one to choose. So you know, I'm giving it up to you. So that's that's amazing. I don't know what I would choose. I feel like um, I feel like I would just want to like 
can can I be like an Imagineer for the rides at Jurassic World? <laughs> you know, can I like whatever they would call an Imagineer at, at Jurassic World? Can I like help with like the ride portions and maybe like something like that? I have no idea. I have no skills when it comes to that, but like I just want to I just want to like help out in some way. Like, you know, can I just shadow somebody for a little while? Um <laughs> like I thought of that too, like the imagineering stuff and like the building and designing of things. I'm just like oh, I'd rather tell someone like what to do than actually do it. That sounds so bad. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's making me sound like a terrible person. But <laughs> I mean that's no. I get yeah. that because, because like you kind of you want to be like the the strategy person who like comes up with the plans but you don't want to be the person to enact it or like be the you know be the one to actually or figure it out get like your I hands want, dirty I want to be with like, it you know this needs to be done this needs to be done for these reasons and you got to figure out how to do it like I want exactly. to be I guess the Walt Disney not the Roy Disney <laughs> so yeah I mean I want to be the person who's like hey I've got a really cool concept for a ride. I don't know how to make it, but like, this is what I would do, right? I would say, you know, go down this route, you turn here, there's a big thing there, a big surprise at the end, blah, blah, blah. I, I want to be the idea person, but I don't know how to do the ideas. So we would need some people to to, to, to figure that out for us. But um, I like it. I, I, f I feel like we're on a, a good path here for, for some decent jobs. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe, I, one, I maybe like one day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the second portion here, it says, sorry to add a second part. I usually try to limit to the one question per mailbag. However, I had something that I wanted to run by you both. I was listening to the season three recap again while doing yard work. And I, uh, wow, that's, that's, that's commitment there, by the way. Um, again, you listen <laughs> yeah. to it again, um, while doing the yard work. And I, and an idea popped in my head. What if when Ben exploded lookout point, the impact was enough to start up Mount Saibo so that it was no longer oh. dormant in Fallen Kingdom. Uh, I am uh, by no means a volcanologist. I think that's how you say it. Uh, and it says here in parentheses, I don't think I could have spelled it without Google's help. Uh, <laughs> but maybe there is a fan out there with a little more knowledge uh, than uh, and could either confirm or debunk the theory. Once again, thanks for all the hard work and stay safe, stay Jurassic. Um, Wow. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that's possible? I like that because up until now, that's always seemed random. Like, oh, why would that happen coincidentally, like right now in that time period when it could like explode at any time, any time in all millions of years. But it has to be right coincidentally, like right then. So if something triggered that, it's very interesting. Yeah, uh, I know. I I would love it if if there was look i don't know either i have no idea if there's a way to trigger <laughs> something like that probably know. probably not i i don't know but um that was always like a theory i had running into fallen kingdom like i i thought like wow wouldn't it be cool if there was like something done to trigger it whether you know because there's been conversations about um like how how the islands run and how the power is maintained and stuff like that and i i thought like what if something was messed with in that sense during fallen kingdom which made the volcano kind of erupt or something you know they're using geothermal power is there some tie to the volcano in some way like i always thought that would be a fun way to kind of a fun like route to explore um so i don't know if if it was something that 
I don't even know if it was near pi. I have no idea what the layout of anything is, really, in Camp Cretaceous. It feels like they run all over the place, and, you know, it doesn't necessarily make a, a lot of sense. Um, but that could be a fun theory. I have no idea, though. It would fill a major gap for me, though, because ever since we first heard the synopsis of the volcano, I'm like, what? Really? What? <laughs> like, what yeah. is this? Because it just seems so left field and so random and so coincidental and just uh, just very, um, what's the word? They used to use a word back in the day. Mm. Smallville, and I can't remember what it was. But the, the <laughs> fandom, anytime it would be like like that, like just very coincidence, there was a word they used to use. But anyway, it was, it's like that. And it's just very... Roll your eyes, like of course that's gonna happen because yeah, that's coincidence. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, look, it is very. Um, oh man, now I'm trying to find that word as well. What is that word? Yeah, it's very coincidental. I don't know. Yeah. It's coincidental that like, hey, there's this bad thing that hap is happening right at the time when we need to make another movie for this thing. Um, but oh, is it like plot device? Is that what it is? Maybe there you go. That could be something to use. Something like that. Um, yeah, like a, I guess like a plot device, yeah. 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 That I feel like there's a word. I just don't know what it is either. There but is maybe a word. maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Um yeah. but um what was I gonna say about this? <laughs> so sidetracked by a single oh, word that I lost the entire thought. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I just I have no idea, but um uh I also don't know like what the study like vulcan vulcanologists do like do how long in advance do they know about you know activity volcanic activity like is it a surprise like i have no idea i honestly do not know like is a volcano a surprise like does it just pop out of nowhere like or do they have it on a forecast kind of like is it you know hey we it looks like there's some eruptions you know like kind of like with a a volcano uh, not a volcano actually literally today i was watching uh, what's in uh, San Andreas? Which I don't know if you did. You get a chance to see that movie? It's with The Rock. Uh no, I didn't. No, I know. So what, like, I know. Remember it though. I do know what you mean. By that. Yeah. <laughs> so in that movie, um, there's there's like a team of people who who study um, earthquakes, and they're trying to. It's it's a lot like Twister. How like in that movie, they're trying to get predictive science to like forecast where we can you know w uh, give people more time to evacuate before uh, a tornado that's what they were trying to do in this movie as well they're trying to like basically forecast when and where earthquakes are going to happen and they they end up getting the science like they actually figure it out but like at that point it's kind of almost too late uh, at that point so uh, because it's like the biggest earthquakes the world has ever seen um so in that movie they they had somewhat of a technology to kind of predict but i don't know if that's the case with like a volcano i have no idea so yeah less speculation i guess on volcanoes for us so <laughs> but i yeah. like i i just like the idea though right of of something triggering it i think that is a good plot line yeah yeah that fills in a hole for me because I, I was always kind of irked by that huge coincidence what are the odds so that would be nice yeah maybe maybe one day they'll They'll show something, but probably not. Probably not. It was probably just some natural thing that, like, like you know, it, it, I would have loved to have seen, like, if the park was still operating. Like, what would have happened there? You know, like, uh, it seems like they knew in Fallen Kingdom. It did seem like they knew that, like, obviously the, the volcan volcanic activity picked up, right? 
and they knew it was about to explode because we do see that news cast or whatever in the beginning of the movie so like they knew it was on the horizon they knew they had to save the dinosaurs so there was a little bit of warning um but how much i don't really know so uh, you know who knows i'll stop predict stop uh being a uh, a speculative uh, podcaster here on volcanoes when I absolutely know nothing about them. So <laughs> thank you, Bailey. <laughs> Let's move on to, um, Oh, you know what? I, I completely forgot to play uh, my first voicemail. I was supposed to kick off the show with that. So let's go to that now. Here, Here's our first voicemail. <laughs> hey, Brad. Hey, Jim. Oh, what? This is Cam Wheatley here. I, boy, I was just <laughs> throwing up and just, you know, to see how you both were. There's uh, <laughs> lots going on in the Jurassic community right now. And, uh, okay. you know, I thought I would just... I thought I would just phone up and leave you both a message. There's no harm in that. Or pardon the pun there. I apologize now about the dad jokes. But from my grave, or from that damn Indoraptor, <laughs> you know, they just keep coming out. Well, I'm a bit intrigued to see what's going to happen about those dinosaurs that have been released into the wild. But about me and my men... I'm just intrigued. You know, you know what, you know what, uh, Ken. I, I'm I'm afraid to know where you're going with this. So so let's uh, let's continue on here. About how they're going to cope. You know, that's a lot of problems to deal with out there. And I still didn't finish my damn necklace. But that's another story. Anyway, I'd just like to know what you both think about that situation, and uh, you know, how you think the movie's gonna deal with that. Especially about me and my man around to take care of it. Although I don't think I did a great job in the first place. <laughs> and I guess the second part of my message is... When the new movie comes out, there's going to be lots of story tie-ins and uh, mm -hmm. stories. Uh -huh. I guess... Yeah, I know where you're going. Coming to an end. I guess what type of... Uh, Stories from Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom are you both hoping gets concluded in uh, the end of Dominion? For well, well, first off, uh, Ken, we really want to know how, what set off the volcano. If you could explain that to us, that would be great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your own personal reasons. For me personally, I hope there's some sort of death between either Blue or uh, the T-Rex from the original movie. But if that animal dies... I'll come after you. You two should have stayed on that damn island. Better odds. See you later. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, Ken Wheatley, for uh, for giving a call. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, I what, what did he even ask at this point? I have no idea. Um, do you remember? <laughs> well, I hope he gets to see the movie. I mean, he came all this way just to make the call, so I hope <laughs> he makes it to the movie. <laughs> I, I don't know how that's possible. Like he's he's in the movie, but yet he's seen them. I'm so confused by this scenario. Um, <laughs> it's like an Inception situation. <laughs> yeah, but um, Ken is wondering, I guess, right about like what's gonna ha what what what's gonna happen with them dinos that are out there. And I swear it was not me that <laughs> it was not me that called in my own podcast. Um, but. Um, What's what? What's gonna happen with them dinos out there? I guess I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. I don't know yet. The movie's still not <laughs> in my face. 
my brain has not seen it so i don't that's, know exactly that's the problem right like we 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 get a lot of questions about like dominion and we've been answering questions about dominion since fallen kingdom <laughs> right like since fallen kingdom came out whenever that was um and yeah, I don't know. Like, I just get to this point where I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. And despite like little things trickling out about this film so far, and a lot of, um, you know, there's been a lot of decent sized reveals and things. Uh, we we had the the whole preview thing that came out. We we have all we've had a lot of articles uh, during the production, kind of showcasing little things here and there. Lots of pictures so far, um, and then this CinemaCon thing. And, uh, you know, I was talking with Aaron Beyer, I, I think, about this, too. And, like, even even though we got a lot of info from CinemaCon, it, it didn't – it was kind of, like, you know, expected, a lot of that stuff. Like, where we, we, we hear about these interactions with certain things, and you're like, well, yeah, I mean, obviously. Or, or uh, that sounds amazing. I, ca- I could have guessed it. You know, like, so there's a lot of mm-hmm. situations like that. But, like, as far as, like, concrete information and, like – you know, uh, of course, there's like there's there was a synopsis that was out a while ago. Um, so, we, you know, we can go off of that, I guess. But like, I I don't even like I, I kind of try to put that in the back of my mind because like I want to discuss and deal with like concrete information. <laughs> and we don't have a lot of that. But really, no. you know, like, it's well, so even difficult. at the end of Jurassic World, like we talked, we were asked so much about Fallen Kingdom and we talked so much about Fallen Kingdom we practically like wrote a different movie between all these um podcasts and then whenever we actually got information we're like okay we weren't even close we weren't even in the same like realm as what actually was happening so we could even go we could like read the tea leaves as they say and just figure out kind of oh it's probably going to be this probably going to include this and this but then when things actually come out we're like okay we had no clue so it's hard to even guess at this point I, yeah, I hope I hope we can say that uh, leaving the theater. I, I keep saying that to myself, like, man, c- can we please leave the theater for Dominion and just be like, wow, I didn't know that stuff was coming, you know? <laughs> so oh, I meant before before the promo for Fallen Kingdom. I don't mean after. I don't mean seeing the movie. I mean before oh, the before trailers. Before the trailers. When we were just okay. like, <laughs> when we were at this stage, this stage, absolutely like nothing. Yeah. And people yeah, were asking yeah. us, and we were just kind of making it up, making it up is what we thought and then when the trailers and the story we were like okay no we weren't close yeah. but yeah by the time the movie came out we probably saw the oh, of course yeah yeah totally exactly tough. we we saw the whole thing and I, I you know there's stages right there's stages of uh speculation i guess stages of speculation that works um where like you know at this point or even before this there was like we had no idea so we're kind of doing a lot mm-hmm. of guessing now we have like a slight idea so we're we're doing a little bit more but then like once the trailer hits and and more like that like i, I don't even count the preview stuff because it was very specified there was like two particular sequences that are like major and you can't really you don't really know a lot about what's going on there but like when you get a story trailer that kind of points you in the right direction that'll be a whole nother timeline where we can discuss so much more and all the theories and stuff will be reinvigorated um and then after you know there's always the after so i i think you said that we we were having a conversation like maybe maybe we were like in the theater or something like that i forget but like you're like oh this is the after or whatever like this is it yeah oh yeah i did say that like right now right now we're in the before a little bit 
further into the before like than I'd like to be because we got a couple little snippets here and there. But for the most part, we're in the before, the fresh yeah. before. We have no idea, and we can only do this once. And once everything comes out, then we'll be we'll be in the after. Yeah, but we're not there yet, so I have no idea uh, what happens with these dinosaurs. Like we did a lot of speculating actually earlier with um. Well, I don't even remember what that was about, but we, you know, we were wondering what uh, what was going on. So I think there's a lot of possibilities for these dinosaurs. And I, you know, one thing I feel like uh, Mr. Ken Wheatley's hinting at here is is poaching, and and how that plays into uh, Jurassic World Dominion. And I think I, you know, I've mentioned that a lot actually about how like there's going to be people like Ken Wheatley who are doing things for nefarious purposes and stuff like that. Like, sure, he was, you know, somebody paid for him to track down these things and capture them all. Um, so he's he's must must have been good at his job. Um, but that's going to be an ongoing thing, right? In, in this movie, I would assume that there's going to be people out there trying to take out these dinosaurs for their own sake. Uh, you know, there's going to mm-hmm. be probably hunting grounds. Um, so it's going to be really... Not not very, you know, not very fun to watch, I'm sure. There's going to be a lot of moments where you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't watch this. This is going to be brutal. This is terrible. Like, I don't know. You know, I can't. I got to look away. Um, so I expect that to happen. And I, I'm OK with I'm OK with that as a plot line, you know. But when it comes to something else like Jurassic World Evolution, let's let's remove it from that. But here <laughs> in the film, in the film, I'm like, OK. It makes sense. Like, obviously, that's where the story goes. And I, you're not making me a part of it. You're not making me guilty. So, yeah, please. Uh, so, make you know, make it in the film. That's fine with me. What do you think? Do you, do you have any other theories on, on, on this? No, I mean, I think we covered pretty much everything we could, we could cover on that. Because that'll, that'll be a lot of illegal activity. There'll be a lot of people trying to get things for different reasons. And... We even touched that on, like, what would the companies and people be using them for? And I'm sure none mm, of yeah, the that's what it reasons are, are nice. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty – we covered our bases with that, I think. Even with the other question, it links in pretty well to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the other thing was, like, any t- any threads or something left over from Fallen Kingdom that you want to oh. see tied well, up? I am really – I'm really disappointed that Mills – died and didn't carry over i would have really liked him to carry over so that's one thread i would have liked to have seen mm. um let's see do I have any thread let me think about this for a second it, i I'm, speaking of I speaking guess, of that okay hey, go ahead. i didn't know you would be, be that oh, no, fast just, wow oh no i was just thinking i was just i i guess threat i'd like to see i am curious to see who claire's gonna be in this movie because we've seen two different people <laughs> so is she gonna be a third different person or a blend or so that's a thread that who even knows where that's gonna go um i guess also with the t-rex that's a thread that needs taken care of and i think we've discussed many times that we want an emotional painful demise for the audience i want i want we want all the pain and agony of that painful emotion. So I think that would be a good one to tie up. I don't know what's going to happen to Blue. I don't know if Blue really needs a, a tie up. I guess it depends on where the story goes. That's hard wait, to wait. say. Back to the where, what the story is. We, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. I'm just, yeah. No idea. Hmm. I I guess I, it would uh, depend on yeah what happens to the other dinosaurs. What would exactly. Happen to Blue. Like there's a lot of 
of ways you could go, kind of like I outlined with Camp Cretaceous Season 4. It's like, well, there's a lot of scenarios, but, like, until we kind of have a firmer grasp, like, who knows? Um, I, I, I always love the theory about um, – not, not even a theory, but the idea of Mills surviving – in, in Fallen mm-hmm. Kingdom, I think that could have been really, really great, um, you know, because we haven't had that that kind of villain that continues on outside of Wu, right? Like, he's kind of like that, but, like, somebody more powerful that can actually do something other than him just kind of, like, being thrown around left and right. Um, but, yeah, that was, a, that was a bummer that he kind of got stomped out there. He was a good character. Like, he had a lot of potential i feel like because he he thought like he he had a lot of um like not just personality but there was a <laughs> lot going on i think and i and he was pushed into certain directions and all but i think it would have been really fun to see how he'd evolve with like of what he's done and like mm. how that would kind of hit him like he would have to hit him at some point that he caused like all of this so i would have liked to him seen what he did but that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. You know, it would have been really nice to actually see consequence for something in in these in these movies because, like, you know, John Hammond was able to sweep all the deaths under the rug, you know, in in the movies, um, you know, and who, what other bad guys do we have? We have we have. Of course, we have like Ludlow, who was just, he was also just eaten. So, really, no, you don't really see any kind of consequence for him outside of, hey, you just got eaten. Um, and then a lot for the other v- kind of villains as well. Like, it's like uh, Hoskins, yeah, he gets his arm taken off, stuff like that. So, and, and Mills just gets, you know, eat, torn apart. So, I would have loved to have seen, like, hey, you're going to jail for this. Like, you have to pay for all these things that, for, for letting out these dinosaurs, for, for murdering, uh Lockwood you know for for all this stuff it would have been nice to see some consequences as well like at the end maybe at the end of Dominion or something so I I think you know maybe there's a chance for for um uh Dodgson that there's going to be some consequences but I don't that's just not how these movies work I guess you know their consequences you get eat you get eaten you know that's it so well that that brings us to Wu then because he's really the only chance here we have it actual consequences or someone to look at like take a step back and look at what's happening and it's all Mm -hmm. because of them basically at this point are we gonna get that moment or is he just gonna get eaten is he just gonna is he gonna have a self-realization because i think in camp cretaceous we saw like a hint of that Mm -hmm. like him kind of second guessing a little bit like seeing the bigger picture so i wonder if that's gonna be elaborated on or he's just gonna keep doing what he's doing and then just get eaten or something I definitely think he'll have some sort of realization. I, I don't know what that is. You know, I feel like he'll still always think that his his uh, his work was something special and, and all that. I, so, but I think like personally, he'll he'll realize like, oh, I need to do something good in in a certain situation or whatever. So, I could definitely see him coming out looking a lot better in this movie while also probably dying. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that's you know, possible. That- that would have been really good for Mills, though, back to Mills, to, to have that self-realization, do all that, and then kind of switch sides and join Owen Claire, the good people, good guys, and just kind of help them still maybe go to jail, still maybe do all the consequences and 
all of that, but just in all the hecticness kind of switch sides and be the good guy for the last remainder of his time to do so. That would have been really nice to see. I hmm. uh, Yeah, it's, you know, we don't have that. That's a bummer. So maybe, maybe if Jurassic, if Jurassic ever gets like the animated what if series like Marvel is getting right now, there are so many, you know, ideas, so many fun ideas for a a what if Jurassic series. I think that could be really interesting to take it in a different direction and see what would have happened otherwise, you know? Also a note that I want to make that probably has nothing to do with this question, but something I really, really want in this movie that I think I mentioned before, but I'm going to say it again. I really want the old trio to be a big, like, pan-the-butt foil thorn in, like, Owen and Claire's side. Like, I don't want them to be all happy-go-lucky, get be happy together. Oh, we're going to solve this together and, like, be this whole big Scooby-Doo team of happiness. Like, I really want them to have, like, different opinions, different sides, different ideas, and just... Yeah be angry at each other for various <laughs> reasons so they maybe they don't agree with how either one handled either situation so th- i would love to see friction i don't want them to just be the brady bunch yay we're all together like i really want them to challenge each other and if at the end they're okay and they're cool fine but i really most of the movie i want them to just be like foiling each other's plans and just being friction because even if i don't know we have no clue what's going to happen but if owen and claire are doing something the introduction to any of the trio could be someone keeps stopping them, like intervening or something. And then they find out that it's one of them. Cause that could be one of their introductions would be really neat. Like, I really want to see that. I, if they're all, if they show up on screen, Brad, if they show up on screen <laughs> and they are like skipping through daisies, I'm done. Like I can't, oh. like, that would make me so upset. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I uh, I I think there has to be friction. I, I think that's the only route, right? I could definitely see Claire kind of easily joining the crew. Well, I don't see any problem there. I, do you do you see? Do you have like what kind of friction would Claire and the originals? What what would be there between them? I, I think there's a whole lot. I think really? There's a okay. whole lot because she has a total different. Well, okay, I'm going off of what in my mind Claire is because Fallen Kingdom Claire might be someone completely different but like she has a total different mindset I would think to the whole approach of creating the dinosaurs of showing them off of I mean she was like the Hammond version everything they hated about Hammond that's what she was so and she stood by it and um even now I mean yeah she cares more about them I guess but in their mind, in the original trio's mind, I mean, she was the face for the park. And even if she doesn't hold that mindset anymore, they could still come at her with, like, criticizing. Because they don't know who she is, really. They don't know who she is now. They don't They don't know. They just see who was probably on TV or something. Like, they just hear about it. So for them to, when they see her, that's probably all they have to go off of. Because neither one of them know each other very well. So she probably has misconceptions. Maybe she read their book. Maybe she took something from their book like the wrong way. Maybe they took something she said the wrong way. And there could be like a lot of friction of what the other group thinks of the other group. More so than the truth kind of thing. Because they're all, they're both, I'm I'm assuming they've never met. So I'm assuming they've built up these ideas of the other. They know of the other. So they built up these ideas of what they heard, what they read about them, and they probably have a negative idea of of each other. So I would hope, at least initially, there's friction. So I would think there'd be a lot. 
just because of all the history that each side has. And and yeah. if I know Claire, which I hope I do, regardless of what she stands for right now, if they challenge like her authority, integrity, anything, she would stand by what she did regardless. And I feel like she would come at them no matter what, like no matter if that's her now or not, like she would defend herself of that. That's what she did. That's what she, she owns it. Mm-hmm. And they would do the same. So I yeah. think that hard-headed stubbornness of both sides and not knowing each other very well, I hope would be in there and um and come across. I think that's the most authentic way to bring everybody together. And if it's not, if that doesn't happen, I don't know. I'll just be like they phoned it in or it's too <laughs> wishy-washy. Like it got it has to have those depths and those layers and history in it. To be this kind of movie, it needs to have that at least initially. I think. I yeah, I mean, I guess I could see a lot of um, decision making and stuff like that. Like, I could definitely see a lot of questions from both sides in terms of like maybe choices that they're making throughout this movie. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like also I could see them kind of just getting along together and kind of poking fun at Owen for being like an odd person out too. But if it comes to Claire and any kind of friction, I could definitely see decision-making because Claire, you know, she, uh, well, it's hard. I mean, I guess she kind of eventually sided with, you know, what somebody like, what, what somebody like Ian maybe would have done. Like if, yeah. if you put, if you put any of these original trio people in that lab where the, the red button is with all the dinosaurs choking to death on the gas, what are what are the three of them doing? You know, you know what I mean. Like, so what is Ellie gonna do? Is she hitting the button to open the gates, or is she closing the the the, the, the you know the the glass case over it and letting them die? They're all letting them die. Yeah, I I think so. I, I it's hard. I mean, I, I wonder. Well, I I've always wondered if if maybe Grant maybe has like you know, something in him that would maybe think otherwise, but, um, and Ellie maybe too, but uh, Ian's definitely like, no, close it. Let's, you know, kill him off right here. But I could be, I could question the other two a little bit. No, I think, and you know what? It's really interesting. That might even be the fact that Maisie is the one that pushed the button. Like that might not be public knowledge and they might Mm. not release that. So it's possible that the trio might think that, like Claire was responsible for that, like that she did it. Like there's no proof really that she didn't. Ooh, well, How would they know? Maybe that's what got released out into the public. Well, actually, I think, you know, going to other conversations I just had with Aaron again the other day, like I, I actually believe that nobody really needs to even know that Claire and Owen were involved in Fallen Kingdom at all. You know, in, in the in the um, you know, the plot to take these dinosaurs to you know, America and stuff like that. Mm. So no, nobody even needs to know that they were at Lockwood Mansion. It had to have come out, though, like somehow. Did it? Did, I don't know. I mean, like, they seemed, they seemed to have gotten out of there and then got their flannels on and went in the, the car and yeah, drove away well. with Maisie. You know, like, so <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody needed to know because technically, like... This was all Mills and his his setup in Lockwood. I mean, there would have been a lot of blame and a lot of, you know, stuff put well, on them, but maybe they didn't know. They were obviously there because they, that's for sure. Like, they're, they're, well, in, they're, in the mo- they're there. In the movie, we know that they were there, but like. Well, they had, do, well, how else did they get, like, there had to be questions. Like, 
witnesses and like they have well, i guess there are a lot of the witnesses are dead but they well, have also they have a Maisie, lot of the, wit the witness the witnesses are bad guys like they're all bad guys like you know I, I so so who's gonna be like yeah mr police officer i was here i swear to god i wasn't trying to buy no dinos you know like what are they well, gonna do they're... like like <laughs> so who's gonna rat them out at this well, point they could i do... don't they they could easily do anonymous tips to like put stuff on them and blame them for a lot. I don't know. I feel like I feel like they just kind of fade off into the into the woods and nobody knows that they were there. But you mentioned hmm. Ma you mentioned Maisie. You know she's gone, right? So, the, so let's say the cops show up and they're like, "Hey, what happened here? There's dinos out." And they're like, "Who are you, bad guys?" Uh, oh, we're from the black market. We were trying to buy some dinos. Um, and then they look around the house and they're like, "Hey." Lockwood's dead. Where's the Where's the maid lady who was taking care of her? She's uh, she's gone. Um, where's Maisie? So I feel like there would be like we need to track down Maisie and find her. Maybe there's like a lot of like uh, you know, she's on some like milk cartons and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so that could be a reason why you know maybe they are off in uh, you know some place maybe in like Canada or something like that up up in like you know the snow. Um, so, you know, maybe they're trying to hide away because, like, authorities are looking for Maisie. But, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. But I think – I don't think anybody would really know that they're involved. So I think when – going back to when they all interact together, the main cast and the new cast, I think that could be a really, really fun reveal where – maybe Maisie spills the beans and like the the original cast is like wait a minute this is this is all your fault you're saying that like <laughs> all of this is on you and, and like that could be really really interesting to see uh kind of go down yeah i'm not i'm okay with i'm okay with them being all fine later on but i would like the initial meetings to be a little have some tension just with all the backgrounds and all the opinions and all the experience because everyone there experienced dinosaurs and everyone there experienced this situation and they all have their own experience and if someone i just feel like if someone's going to challenge your choices in such a high like adrenaline thing like there's just so much going on there's it's so important like everything you're doing in these situations everything they did at Jurassic Park was so important to their survival to humanity like so much and then the same with with Claire and them on that side like everything they're doing is just such a high level and important and then if if, if they're just gonna if they're gonna if you're getting questioned on it or doubted on it like I just feel like you would really stand your ground and be like no I did this for the right reasons like I have I, all this like you would defend yourself and I feel like not they wouldn't argue in a bad way it would just be like a lot of I guess egos like a lot of egos just hitting each other and a lot of mis um misinterpretations and maybe misunderstandings and just lack of knowledge of who the other person is it probably when they get past all that then they'll be fine they'll probably be happy and skipping together but initially I would really like to see some tension so Ken, did we uh, did we answer your questions? <laughs> I don't even know. That was a good tangent, though. That was fun. Yeah, I don't know if any of that was part of uh, the no, you know it wh wasn't. whatever. Of course not. Mister Ken Wheatley uh, called no, about. Why so thank would it you. be part of a question? No, oh it God. wouldn't. It wouldn't. <laughs> we we always get the best stuff when we just like tangent off into something else, and it, you know somehow 
something in, in these emails and voicemails sparks us to like just go down rabbit holes. So thank you, Ken. <laughs> let's uh let's move on to uh an email here from the Raptor cast, and it says Hi, Brad and Jen. I have a question about podcasting that I would love for you to answer. Uh, is this going to be about the the, the the Jurassic stuff? I don't know. It says, your show really inspired us to get out there and have fun by starting our own podcast. However, we've been keeping really busy now that school is uh, back in session. So my question is, how do you keep a good personal schedule but carve out time to record <laughs> and edit it? Uh, and edit it all your episodes throughout the week. Uh, thank you as always. Keep up the great work. So, <clears throat> this is a good question for both of us, maybe. Um, you know, maybe not so much for podcasting on your end, but like, how, how, how do you, how do you keep, <laughs> how do you keep a good personal schedule, uh, carving out the time <laughs> for all the stuff that you do and, you know, live your life? Well, I can tell you when I had my job and I work night shift, all of my work, all of my <laughs> website, all of BDH network was built on the night shift at my job. And like, stop. I even podcasted from my job. You know that. The they, they don't listen, do they? I mean, come on. I don't, it doesn't matter now. But um, <laughs> like all of it. I think they knew though. They just whatever. But well, um, when they heard some, all... some, somebody talking really loudly in the bathroom about Jurassic, yeah, I, they knew. They knew, right? They like... might have had an idea, maybe. <laughs> but like everything I've done here has been during the night shift at work. However, um, since I had a baby, oh my gosh, it's like when he naps, I may have 10 minutes <laughs> to work on something. So with yep. school, as they were mentioning, I don't know. I don't know. Get a job with a night shift and just do it during the night shift because that's the only time I've ever been able to do anything like really good, like really focused because there's just no time for anything else. And currently, I don't I I'm trying to do the vault like as much as I can here, trying to add new caps for Jurassic World because I don't, I don't have enough. So I've been trying to fill that in and that's just been like a month of just couple here, a couple there, a couple a day and just trying to get them in. So I don't know. I nowadays I don't have time. Yeah, it's hard. It's very hard. It's you know how you, like a lot of people ask you like um you know what what should I do to get into whatever the thing is? And then the the person responds by saying like don't. You know? Like don't do it. Don't <laughs> don't get into it. I feel like you hear that a lot. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say like don't get into podcasting. And obviously they've they've already gotten into it and they're having a great time doing it. Um, but I would just say like like just pace yourself and just like don't don't like take it like so seriously that you have to put in so much effort to get things out and to do things at a certain time and to appease an audience and stuff like that. Just do, you know, keep your personal schedule. Do what you can when you can. Don't really like kill yourself to try to get something out there. I for years I I did that, you know, and I would like I would like wake up the next morning just feeling like total garbage and like, you know, I'm I'm sitting there editing until like three, four in the morning. Um so I would like I would like, you know, kind of mess myself up for the rest of the week that by the time the next editing session came around, I would I, I wouldn't have done anything and then I'd have to start fresh and then start it all over again. And then, Hey, it's 4am again. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I would just say like, iron it out, like little by little, 
every week, just start, just start doing stuff, you know, like write some notes if you need to take your notes for your episode or, um, you know, uh, you know, put some, write some questions down or whatever you need to throughout the week. Just do something to like make it flow a little bit easier so that you're not all working at it all at once at a certain point in time. Like, you know, for me, all of my work is on a Sunday night. So, uh, for my podcast work. So I'm like, all right, so now I got to record, I have to edit, I have to post, I have to do all that stuff, create images, do all that stuff. I still wish I could kind of scatter it out a little bit more throughout the week, but like, I still have a hard time, um, not doing it all at once, but I've, I've learned to like kind of streamline it in a way where I'm like, I, I, I have templates saved for all of my stuff, you know, like my notes and my, my my podcast sessions and stuff like that. I, I can just kind of pull up a file that already has everything out there. I just have to put in my voice and maybe some cues here and there. Um, <clears throat> but I would just say like, just take it easy. Don't take it all so seriously. And, you know, um, just literally create a schedule, like set aside a time on like a, a Wednesday or something like, Hey, I'm going to record with people on a Wednesday, but then every other night is good. You know, like, you know, and even maybe set a schedule outside of your podcast so that like you're like, well, my I can't do my podcast because I have this on my schedule. So it's it's really helped me out to set a schedule outside of the podcast as well. Um, but yeah, it's it is so tough and um, very tiring. But uh, make sure you know you're still in school, so like just just have fun. Like don't take it too seriously, you know. Yeah, another thing I was going to say, which I always use when people like to avoid burnout and stuff, and I always, it, I have in my Twitter bio, and it's Chase What Excites You. So mm. as long as this podcast excites you, keep doing it. If it doesn't excite you and it feels like a chore, maybe step back and find something that does excite you because there's no obligation for you to do this podcast. There's no obligation for you to create some kind of art, some kind of whatever it is in the fandom. There's really nobody's hounding you and expecting anything so chase what you want to do and if it excites you if you feel ener energized when you do it then you know you're doing the right thing and you'll find time for it and you'll enjoy the time that you spend doing it but if you're not chasing what excites you it'll just be a chore and you'll just be dreading like every time you have to do it you'll be like oh, this is so much work but i have to do this i have to release this you don't you don't have to release anything nobody is sitting there like forcing you to do anything like that you do what you want and do it at your own pace and i think you can't go wrong like you, you'll find time to do it because you want to so yeah. that's what i always tell people yeah exactly i mean if you if you try to like make it take over your schedule then it'll become too much of a job and too hard and like then you just won't be interested in it and you know every now and then that happens for all of us i know you know it probably happens for you too right we're like you know, sometimes you get so deep into all of this stuff that you're like, oh, man, you know, you, you literally say the words like, I, I need to take a vacation. You know, like it, yeah. it's a real it's a real thing. Like burnout is a real thing. So you just kind mm -hmm. of have to have to pace yourself and figure it out. And it's kind of taken me about six years to to get to that point. But like I'm, I'm at yeah. a point now where like I, I came into this recording and I'm like, yes, I am ready. I am pumped to talk about Jurassic. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. Like, that's hard to say after six years, right? To 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 try to stay interested. But you have to find your ways to continue being excited. So so just take it at a, a leisurely pace and uh don't don't take it all so seriously. And and like Jen said, just 
you know, chase something that uh, you, you want to have fun with and, and that you love. Yeah. So, I mean, there's an, honestly a good chance that this excites you. So it's a good chance it'll oh. sustain for a long time. Like has our stuff has. <laughs> um, I've been chasing that for six years now, I guess. Um, and BDH Network still excites me. So I'm still doing it. Um, so it, there's, it's not like um discouraging to say that it, it probably your podcast probably will excite you and that's great so just keep doing it when you like feel comfortable to do it don't don't force yourself to do it. that's the number one thing that's just off on a wrong wrong track yeah yeah and uh with you know we we have to take like i'll take like work into consideration and kind of pair it up with school in, in in this case here um you know i'll come home I'll, I'll like i'll wake up early then i'll go to work all day and then i'll come home but but at that point like i haven't seen my kids like at all you know because they maybe they didn't wake up in the morning and then they went to school and then i never saw them and all that stuff so like by the time i get home i have like an hour to two hours with the kids and i'm like Hey guys, let's have some fun. Let's I don't want to think about podcasting right then and there, but literally as soon as they go to bed, I was recording with you tonight. You know, like mm-hmm. so so that that's how it works out. So, but then I'm like, well, I I don't want to record every night because like I don't want to like, you know, uh avoid my wife all all day, you know, all night mm-hmm. every time that I'm here. Um so I, you know, I'm like, all right, well, t- you know, tomorrow I'll make sure to be uh, to be upstairs so we can hang out and do some things and like watch a movie, watch TV, whatever. Um but then, like, to, like so tonight, I have to record. Last night, we watched um, uh, Cruella. So we watched Cruella last night. Tonight, oh, we're yeah. recording. I'm recording with you. Tomorrow, I have a live stream. Uh, what is today? Today's Tuesday. Uh, and then Thursday, I have a live stream with the Forcecast. And then Friday is our movie night with the family. Like, so, you know, that's another time that is set aside to do something other than podcasting. So I don't think about it at all that night, which is a good thing. So... Yeah, yeah, you need those breaks. And also, if if you really do love something that much, and you really it's meant to happen, it's meant to be like in your world and in your space, it will like you you can't not do it. Eventually, you're gonna find a block of time, <laughs> and you're just you're gonna do like you can't not. I can't not like walk away from BDH Network or the yes, vault or any I of know. that. Like I, I can't. <laughs> I, I gotta like do it. We've had that conversation a lot, like behind the scenes, where like. We're like, oh, this thing is frustrating. But then, mm-hmm. but then at the end of the day, it's like, oh, there's some news. I got to talk about it. I'm excited to talk. <laughs> oh, you know, like all of a sudden we're right back in it, and we're like, I know. We like we can't, we can't not do this. Like the, a few months ago, I was gonna take a month long break because I was very, like, I think it was July. I, I was pretty overwhelmed by June because a lot happened in June. There was a lot of episodes, big live stream and stuff like that. So by the time July rolls around, I'm like. I gotta take a break. I'm taking time off, and I literally have not. I've I've been there's still. I still continued all the episodes. Never took that break, but like I still found a way to be invigorated by it. So, you know, it it, it works out. It works out. You just gotta figure it out. It might take you six years, so you'll be out of school. Hopefully, maybe I don't. Maybe not. Maybe you're four. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I hope hopefully that's some good advice for you Raptorcast there um appreciate you asking us and and uh you know you know helping I, I'm glad we could help to inspire your your show and uh you know throw throw down a link maybe I could, maybe you have before I don't know um I'll try to track it down but thank you so much anyway so uh hopefully we could help let's see let, we've got we've got one more email and then another voicemail so let's go to this email here it's from Michael <clears throat> 
<clears throat> and it says, hi, sorry if this is long. I know you don't like to read. Uh, this is <laughs> this is Michael. I'm going to be 13 uh, in September, and I wanted to ask you a Jurassic World question. My question is that Claire said the Indominus Rex was part T-Rex, and the rest was classified, and didn't seem to know what the uh, know that the other part was Raptor. Do you think that she even knew what the dinosaur was made of? That's a good question. Do you think, you know, because there's that line, which I, I can bring it up here probably, but, um, you know, there was a line where she kind of just said, uh, it's classified. Um, yeah, she has no idea what it's made of. Oh, you, you don't think so? No, I don't. I really, really don't. I mean, she probably knew the basics. Like, she knew in general what it was, but she's she wants the attraction. Like, she's concerned about, like, if it, if it can... Like insurance purposes, is the cage safe so no one gets hurt for insurance? Is this entertaining enough? Because it's going to cost effective. Is she she doesn't know what exactly is in it? I'm guessing in general, like a light version, but no, she doesn't know. Wow, I uh, I like that theory. I um, I kind of have always assumed that she 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 knew uh, maybe she doesn't maybe 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 she doesn't because like you're kind of opening up my mind i i think i just always assume she knew um that's fun she so yeah, she, you, so you she think yeah so you think she just basically is just like i i don't know so i'm just gonna say it's classified so that you think yeah. like it's important and you think i know but you but i don't yes. know <laughs> that is that is yes that that's is what amazing. she would do and that is her yes <laughs> I'm trying to find the scene. I think it's the scene where they are in the uh, the viewing platform for the Indominus, yeah. right? Um, yes. Because uh, even this? after that line, if he's like, you don't know what it's made of, do you? Like, she'd probably falter a little bit. Like, she'd be like, no, I, I totally do. I'm just not going to tell you or something like yeah. that. She, she doesn't know, though. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. She it's wouldn't let it. him know that, but she really doesn't. <laughs> so let me turn this on so we can hear and i'll i'll pipe the audio in here so here we got uh say. we needed something scary and easy to pronounce i think you, you should, should be able hear to hear a four-year-old try to say archaeornithomimus you should hear you try to say it <laughs> all right should be coming up here in a second so what's this thing made of the base genome is a t-rex the rest is classified you made a new dinosaur, but you don't even know what it is. The lab delivers us finished assets, and we show them to the public. Can we drop a steer, please? Uh, and she quickly changes the subject, right? Like, she mm -hmm. she gets out of there. And you're right. She does. She kind of has, like, a sketchy look on her face when she's... And she, like, pats her hair a little bit, like, shapes her hair a little bit. Yeah. And, like, it, it just seems like she is, like, blocking herself from Owen so that she, he, you know, he can't see her like lying to him. Uh, that's pretty interesting. I, <laughs> I like that a lot. That's a fun theory. I don't know. What's I just always assume she knew. The base mm -hmm. genome is a T-Rex. The rest is classified. You made a new dinosaur. Huh. All right. No, well, that's like a reason why, again, she's my fave because She's not going to let him know that she doesn't know something, that she's not on top of something. Like, she's not going to let him, like, anyone see that. She's she's in charge. She knows everything, no matter what. Like, even if she doesn't, she still does, regardless. So that's, I love it. 
I like that. I I have I've you know honestly I don't think I've like thought about it too hard, but I love that that theory now, and I, I think I'd go with that. I couldn't even like argue the other way. Like I I just always thought in my head that maybe she knew, but like the fact that maybe she doesn't know is actually more interesting to me. So mm-hmm. I I do really like that idea. Um, but yeah, so that's a great question. Like I think that was it. It's like, did she even know? Yeah, no, I don't think See, she knew at all. Of- that right there that kind of brings me back to the personality trait of when she interacts with the trio like she's she has that kind of um not attitude but like stubbornness i guess or just like she's she's gonna hold her ground like regardless regardless of what they're saying regardless of what she thinks it's like that little stubbornness of yeah like i'm i'm i know this i'm 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 i know what i'm doing like it's just this whole thing and so that right there that whole thing is gonna, I hope, come into play when someone's challenging her again, like in a different way. Like I feel like that's a character trait. So that brings me back to why I think there's gonna be um, friction. But I don't know. I don't know if they'll even, Colin will even remember that that was a character trait. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, <laughs> I, I like, I like the idea that like somehow going back to our conversation before, but like Grant will be like, do you do you know how these dinosaurs got out in the wild? And then Claire's like, um, it's uh, it's classified. And then Grant like <laughs> digs into his pocket and he pulls out a Velociraptor claw and he goes over to her stomach and he's like, I'm gonna slash you here if you don't tell me. And and she's like, okay, it was her, it was the girl. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I love that. That's a fun little trait there and uh, a great question by Michael. So. Thank you, thank you for bringing that up and and uh, opening up the world a little bit more. So um, I would definitely say she does not know. But how did she know that, that it was T Rex? Do you think that was just like Doctor Wu was like, oh well, it's part T Rex, uh, so you know, make yeah. sure you make and sure you scale up the paddock well enough. You know why? I bet she had to know like how big the size of the dinosaur would be to mm-hmm. figure out the cost and the paddock size and all of that that goes into it. So she probably had to have that information for size wise. And like the main thing just to know what size of, and how much food it would need and like those kinds of things. So they gave her that bone probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I've kind of always like thought in my head that like, she doesn't really know a lot about dinosaurs in general. Um, and I know, like, I know the evolution of Claire kind of, kind of tried to like change her mind on that, and and even Fallen Kingdom in a way, like with with everything. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I always kind of just assumed like she just kind of didn't know too much, which would kind of lead into that theory a little bit more. But if she did know, there's no indication uh, elsewhere. You know, maybe she was just being sketchy here, and she actually knew. But like, I, it doesn't it doesn't really hold a lot of weight, you know. No, I mean, I think she knows things in general. Like, she knows just from experience here. I think she has a general idea as much as that it would she would need. But I don't think she's she doesn't know anything in depth. Like, she doesn't she doesn't know that much about them. No, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but I I like it. I love I love the theory now. So thank you, Michael. Um, yeah, opening up, opening up minds over here. I like it. Uh, let me go to the final one. We've got the final voicemail here, and this one comes from Jake. Uh, let's take a listen. Hey, Ben and Jen. I thought I'd call in real quick. Oh, first off, it's Jake. I thought hey, Jake. I'd call in real quick just to ask a few questions. But first, 
I want to give you my backstory on how I got into Jurassic Park. I am obsessed with Legos. I have them all around my house. And everywhere you go in my house, you can see Legos. But one day I was like, I want to get a Jurassic Park set. And so my dad let me get one. Well, it's not that I wanted a Jurassic Park set. It's more that I just wanted a Lego dinosaur. But it was 2015. The Jurassic World had just come out. So I got a Jurassic World set. And then I was like, this is a really cool thing. I want to go see the movie that it came from. So we went and saw the movie. And when I came out of it, I was like, yeah, that was a really cool movie. And he's like, there's more of that. And I'm like, what? I, <laughs> my mind was blown. Okay, I'm going to get into my questions now. First off, okay. I know it's probably not true. I think I just want it to be. But in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, they said that the volcano is dormant and it's suddenly become active again. So. No way. No no way. How how are we going here right now? It is gets this creepy real? when this happens. <laughs> All right, well, let's get back to it, Jake. Sorry. Then in Camp Cretaceous, we see them blow up a gondola. Wait a second. Is this for real? How is this? How is this? How is this actually happening? That is really scary, actually. I'm a little creeped out. I'm like trying to like look back at our our emails and be like, did this did this come from the same person? Uh, no, it, I don't think so. No, let's go back to it. So, what if that activated the volcano? And I know that's probably not true. I just thought it would be cool if it was. And Jen, I know you don't really like spelling, but do you like Baby Yoda? That's what I want to know from you. <laughs> And <laughs> Brad, the other day I met a dog named Rebecca. Oh, what? That's all that I have. Around, so yeah, bye. Wow, that was fantastic. Thank you, Jake. Uh, that's a great call. Uh, you just mentioned that you met a dog named Ahsoka, and that's hilarious because there's a dog named Ahsoka next door at the house literally one house over from me wow. so do you live around here i guess uh that's weird uh but um but yeah and do, well do you like baby yoda is that a thing that you like um uh, i'm not oh, a no. fan of yoda at any age um. <laughs> but it's not it's not yoda it's it's grogu it's a different uh different yeah, I, person altogether I don't even know that okay that's <laughs> news anyway um i i guess he's okay I don't know if it's a girl or a boy, but it's okay. Um, I know people who are who who absolutely adore it. Like Josh's brother has credit card as Baby Yoda on it. He has a Disney card, and out of all the Disney items he could choose, he chooses that to be his credit card. Wow! So I don't know. I mean, I get people well, really, really, really love it. I don't know. I, I'm indifferent. Uh, like, eh. do, do you want to hear something? So right now at my desk, I'm sitting here talking to you. I have. I have uh, a Baby Yoda statue right here, okay? Um, it's small, uh, but then right next to that, speaking of the beginning of, of Jake's voicemail, I have, oh, that was a dinosaur. Don't mind that. Um, that was a Sinoceratops that just went off. I also have a Lego Baby Yoda right there. Big, it's like, you know, fairly big. Um, and then right here, I have 
I have um, a little like I, I I don't know if this was Match Car or some, Matchbox or something like that. It's a Mattel Matchbox, I think. Hot Wheels, maybe. Um, Baby Yoda in his like little carrier, and then I ha also have in front of that I have a big thing, a big like tumbler, Turvis tumbler thing of of a Baby Yoda, and then over here also oh this is all, just just on my desk. By the way, I have Mega little, another another little Baby Yoda. I don't even know what this thing is, but it's just a tiny little thing. So like literally, if there's a Baby Yoda, I've bought it. And I will probably own them all. So yes, well, I am me, one of those people that you're referring to with the you yeah, know the credit card. I don't have the credit really card, but like, it. but yeah, I do really mm -hmm. really love it. I have a sticker on the on on my car. I've got like, it's just all wow. over the place. It's, it's everywhere in our house. Well, let me put it this way: with Wyatt, he is 17 months old now. There are so many Baby Yoda clothes mm, and like yes, PJs, yes. and they're cute. But I look at that and I'm like, I ugh, Star Wars though. I just <laughs> I don't want to represent that. I just I oh just, no, I just don't want. Oh. I don't want. It. So I don't buy anything. But there are a lot, and they're not too ugly sometimes. But they're okay some of them, <laughs> and I just go right by them. Like we bought Kermit the Frog PJs, and like they made Baby Yoda ones like the same brand. They made a couple Mickey's, a couple Winnie the Poohs, Kermits, and Baby Yoda was like all made by the same company and they all had them on the same shelf and we bought kermits we did not buy the the yodas but there are a lot mm. of really cute baby clothes i have to say yeah i yeah, don't plan on purchasing them though there are we have we have um i bought my daughter like a a shirt i think like literally before she was born um and that i bought like we, we have like a dress for her now she has like the big plushy baby yoda like in her room and like so and 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 my son has like a bunch of baby Yoda clothes and shirts and PJs mm -hmm. and uh, sweatpants and sweatshirt and stuff like that. So yeah, we're, we're decked out over here. We, we got it all. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a bummer. You gotta, you gotta, uh, you know, gotta mm. let the baby Yoda in, you know, let the Grogu take over. Mm, I don't even know what that is. That sounds like a business. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. don't want the Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or like well, an infomercial Grogu. Do you do you have Grogu? Well, you know some of the side effects are. We have the exact product you need to remove <laughs> your Grogu. Wow! Luckily, it's at the end of the show, and everybody is tuned out already. Um, Nobody's here anymore. Nobody's yeah. Listening. Was there? There was uh, okay. So the the, the the Lego thing. I really love that Lego story. By the way, at the beginning of uh, Jake's call, because like. It was really heartwarming to like pick up this Lego set, then go see the movie, and then like, ta mm. I think your dad—you said your dad like revealed that there are other movies, and you're like, whoa, mind blown! Like that is—I love that, and that, you know, that is really special to like know that there those moments exist still for a lot of people, and like you can find out these things all at once, and then like show them. Like I, I do that with my son, right? Now. I, I can't show my daughter anything; she's like too young; she doesn't really get it. But like, I try to like sit down with my son and watch all these things and like, you know, let him experience it. And actually he's gone through this phase where like we showed him everything like when he was pretty young and he loved it all back then. But now like once he hit like, I don't know, like somewhere during this past year and a half or so, he went from like remembering everything to forgetting everything that he ever knew. <laughs> so it's like, it's weird. Oh, no. Like once, it, once he hit like three to three and a half or so, 
he kind of forgot everything before that. So now it's like showing him everything all over again. And I'm like, oh, wow. It's like a second chance to show him all this other stuff that we actually already saw, um, but he just doesn't remember. <laughs> so hey, I fear that, actually, because I feel like I'm investing so much time and effort into showing him and introducing him to all these things. And I'm like, I'm going to have to just redo this again because you're not going to remember this like tomorrow. Yeah. Well, it's possible. I mean, it's it's very possible because like we thought like, oh, he's so connected to this thing. And then like all of a sudden he's like, I don't. What is that? What are you talking about? Like, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you might you might have at least like two chances. But um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of fun to experience those things and to realize that there's so much out there. And uh, yeah, I, I, I still have like those series like one day I'll eventually show like my my kid like the lord of the rings and i'm like oh i can't wait to like dive into that like because like that's <laughs> not even something like like star wars and jurassic are things that i've like already kind of teased and showed a lot of those things to him but like other things i'm like oh i can't wait till we get to those stages and, and show all those movies and so so yeah but um but uh was there was something was there anything else there was a question in the middle there wasn't there i remember i remember jake's like all right so let me get to the question <laughs> <laughs> oh wait no okay i got it i got it it was the volcano thing it was the volcano thing oh my gosh yeah. like how, how did we forget how did we forget the volcano? that's our trend like, that is the whole trend in this this episode well but you like how yeah because i went back and i referenced my notes and it and it was it was from bailey that that actually asked the question uh if the impact was big enough to start up mount saibo um which that's that's awesome that you you're all on the same wavelength there, and that is like such a specific thing that I'm like, oh my yeah. god, I can't believe more than one person kind of asked about that. Maybe that was like some oh. topic within the community that like you know was yeah, out there for a little true. bit. Who knows? But um, that's yeah. Again, I don't really know if we have much to add to that, but uh, we kind of wandered on on volcanoes for a little while because we have no idea. But I I like the idea. I just don't know how much that correlates to like where that happened or you know was it big enough i don't know i i de yeah. what, what i will say is i definitely think that they were trying to evoke the imagery of mount saibo right like i definitely think they were trying to say like oh like coming soon that volcano over there will explode you know like it kind of was definitely imagery evoking volcanoes and stuff like that so i definitely think they were referencing it but i don't know if it could ever trigger it that's it, it's it's interesting so yeah, I don't know. It's weird that that never came up and it came up twice. Maybe it's a thing going around. I don't know. Or maybe that's just crazy coincidence. So, uh, all right. So here, I just Googled what triggers volcanoes to erupt. <laughs> uh, and it says there are several factors triggering a volcanic eruption, uh, but three predominate. It says the buoyancy of magma, the pressure from exolved gases is that a word uh in the magma and the injection of new batch of magma into an already filled mag magma chamber so maybe like if like debris from like like the explosion fell into the volcano which i don't know if that was the case but that maybe that maybe that's it yeah Sorry, you I'm ever think you'd be sitting volcanoes. here like Googling about <laughs> volcanoes today? No, I definitely I definitely did not see that. I did not write that into my schedule for for for, for my <laughs> life here right now. But uh yeah, it's there you know, it all seems to come down to 
the magma flow, I guess. Uh, oh, there's, there's also the movement of tectonic plates. So like I was talking about with that movie, San Andreas, maybe mm-hmm. there was some... So, so like maybe that explosion caused the island to move a little bit. I, that's I feel like that's pushing it. I feel like that's pushing it. Uh, <laughs> but maybe seawater is forced into the chamber, which overflows. I don't know. Did that happen? See what there was a storm. Uh, yeah, there's probably storms all the time there. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, that's about it. I have no idea. I'm trying to like read and talk at the same time, but it's fine. It's kind of it's, we're just running our course here. So that's it. That's that's the end of it. So thank you, Jake. Thank you, everybody, for for calling in. Uh, you know, shout out to uh, what was his name, Ken Wheatley, for for giving us yeah. a call. Uh, it's been it's been fun. I think we came up with some good theories. We have some good ideas. And uh, maybe by next time, everybody will have caught up on the CinemaCon news and all that stuff that came out. So we can talk about some more stuff, too. So I think um, this was like the world record of shortest mailbag ever. I I like that you're like, yeah, record hour and 40 minutes is the shortest (laughs) one we've ever done. I really think so. (laughs) It's possible. I. I mean, it doesn't it's not short, but it definitely seems like it might be the shortest. Who knows? I'll have to look that up sometime. But uh, that's a that's a task for another day. So so I thank you. (laughs) Everyone's going to be like, oh, well, we can't have that. And then the next one will be like five hours long. Uh, I know. Yeah. Well, we nobody nobody can complain because literally the last episode was three hours and five minutes. Uh, So not not the last mailbag, but the last one before this. So I thank you all for calling in, writing in. Please make sure to do it again. Uh, So give us a call. Seven, three, two, eight, two, five, seven, seven, six, three. You can email us your voice memos or your emails to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com or just hit us up on our website, JurassicParkPodcast.com, and you can click on the Contact Us uh, section of the website there. So thank you so much, Jen. Uh, where, where can everybody find you online? What are you up to? What's going on? Um, well, you could... Uh, I'm still doing BDH Network. Uh, it's slow now, though, because Bryce is filming like so much stuff. So we're it's slow. I got to work on my video page. But other than that, I do that. And then I'm also doing Jurassic Vault. And currently Jurassic Vault, I'm trying to get more Jurassic World caps because for some reason, the first time I did it, I only did like 400 caps. I was just trying to limit it to the epic shots. But um, a lot of people were like, well, I would love to see there's not a cap for this or cap for that. And so I'm I'm focusing more on the people and more on scene by scene. So slowly working my way through there. And that's currently what I'm working on there. Yeah. Yeah, continue well, that because because I was the other day I was I was trying to make a video and I was like, all right, let me let me check out the vault, see what see what they have for this this one section uh, of information I was trying to bring up, and I'm like, I don't I can't find anything, and I I don't know how to do that, so I'm like I'm like trying to like find a video that has like a good quality to it. I'm like, all these are so grainy, I can't I can't take a screenshot, I don't know how to do this, so like I I checked your site and I'm like, they don't have it. Oh no, <laughs> what am I gonna do now? What were you looking for? Just I was curious. looking. I was looking for the end of Jurassic World. Um, oh well, it was. It's after, a long way to go. After yeah, after the T Rex roar. I think you had like up to about that point or so. But then like, uh, oh, actually that was the very end, wasn't it? Um, no, so sorry, it was before that. But I, I don't think I saw it. Maybe it was there. Maybe I, I forgot how the movie worked. But um, I don't think it was there. It was like the 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 Costa Rica stuff. 
where where they were like at you know everybody is is evacu- evacuated off the island mm-hmm. and they're at the like um the big hangar i don't think that was there but maybe i'm wrong Do i really not? see that's just my own fault because when i first did these i'm like nobody people just want the dinosaurs and the scenery they don't want like scene by scene and i didn't want to overdo it and be annoying with so much stuff no i don't have the hangar um <laughs> But all that, and um, and since though I've realized, okay, why was I so stupid? So now I'm going through, and right now I'm at the first Mosasaurus coming out of the, um, okay, doing his little jump. So that's where I am right now, and I'm, I'm literally <laughs> timing stamping them. Like I'm going through. I'm re- it's, it's a process. I'm like, oh, re- I'm sure. I, I'm recapping everything, and then I'm looking to see what I currently have because I don't want to have to do, redo the whole yeah. thing. I'm looking where I currently have, and then I'm capping in between. And picking the best ones in between and then p- uploading them and then changing the timestamp so they fit in order. And I'm doing that oh my gosh. whole thing. So I have a system. It's an okay system. So it's not as painful as it sounds, but it does take time. So right now I just did the Mosasaurus, the first glimpse of the Mosasaurus. So, I mean, I'm working through. I know a lot of people <laughs> are probably like, I want this cap. Where is it? Well, that's that was me. If you that want- was me. If you want before the Mosasaurus, <laughs> you're good right now. <laughs> but um, I yeah. gotta work past that. But I know that's the whole reason the vault exists is for the, those purposes. Why would yeah. I not? I don't know. So if you if you look, actually, it was that article that I was talking about before about the Camp Cretaceous season four? Like, where will they go? Uh, the first one was Costa Rica, and I and I was like, is that? I'm like, I was like trying to re- remember in my head. I was like, is that Costa Rica? Like, I don't know where that was supposed to be. Um, so I was like trying to scan the movie and try to find some details or Spanish here and there. I'm like, well, that could be, I, you know, that could be anything, I guess it could be Nublar still, but I don't think so. But then I'm like, well, there's like the tents that have like, um, uh, like something on there about, uh, some sort of, secu- uh, I don't know, some, something about like medical or something like that. And one of them says, say like CR something on there. And I'm like, okay, CR costa rica so that that works that must be costa rica <laughs> so that was me trying to narrow it down find a good image and and the, it, the image i put in my article is like it's just kind of like a grainy overhead shot of the uh the hangar there <laughs> oh my i'm oh, sorry so next time next time uh, once you get it capped up i'll uh, I'll, uh, I'll check back and I'll, I'll swap it out um but uh yeah, but yeah it, it i appreciate i appreciate all that hard work it uh, it helps out everybody you know Good. See, that very reason alone is why this needs to exist. And I, it's one of those things where I got to do it. Like, I can't, I got to do it. Like, I can't trust anyone else to do it. I can't trust <laughs> anyone else to help me. Like, I got to do it. I got to be the leader and control this whole thing. So that's another one of my, my things. So I'm, I'll get them up. I'm, I'm working on it slowly but surely. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you know, it's your birthday month, so happy birthday. And uh, Thank by, you. by the time we come back in October, it'll be my birthday month, so I'm excited. Getting and into the Halloween and like, spooky season. It's the yeah. time. Yes. It, is, it, is, it is here. I am ready. So, you know, yes. let's do this. Let's let's get some spooky vibes going. So oh, Yeah, we're decorating <laughs> this week. It's time. Yes, so do it. All right. It. Thank, thank you for joining me, and uh, <laughs> see you next month. All right. Bye. Thank 
you so, so much for listening to the 289th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, huge thanks to Jen, uh, as always, for joining me in the Jurassic Mailbag. I I love this segment. I love getting to read. I do I do love reading your emails. I know, I know it's become a thing where, like, you guys know I don't like reading. But I do love reading your emails and, and connecting all these dots and seeing where... Uh, I guess you could say the hive mind of the community is, and it's it's really interesting. It's always so interesting. I, I think this is one segment where you really get you know into the 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 depth of the fandom and 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 to know what people are thinking about and to just see that a lot of people are all on the same wavelength. And it's always so surprising that people from around the world are calling in or they're writing in. Uh, young and old, whoever you are, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to call you old, but uh, there's so many people writing in from all over the world, and you all uh, tend to write in about very similar things, or uh, you just have a, a specific thing, maybe it's related to this or that, it doesn't matter what it is, but somehow there's always connections, and I love that so, so much, so this is a very interesting segment for me, and I always love talking with Jen, so, so thank you so much for letting us do this and letting us have a monthly segment where you guys uh, are a part of it. So that's really, really important. So thank you so much to each and every one of you for writing in, for calling in, whatever the case may be. And I cannot wait to hear from you again next month. So as always, please, please be sure to send us some more stuff. Voicemail. Uh, if you want to give a call, just leave us a message. 732-825-7763. And if you want to email some audio files, uh, you know, just you know, hit record on your phone. Don't have to do much. And then send those over to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. You can also type, I guess. You can you can type if you want to, and I will read it. It's fine. Uh, or you could go to our website, uh, our website, JurassicParkPodcast.com, and we do have a contact page over there as well. But that, that's it. So I, I really hope to, uh, to hear from everybody next month. I'm very excited about it. So I think that probably wraps it up for this episode. Uh, thank you all so, so much for listening. I really appreciate it. You know, these episodes tend to be long, and same thing with The Wire last uh, last week. Always very long episodes around uh, this time of the month. So I appreciate each and every one of you for listening for however long you've listened. And if you turned it off earlier, well... I guess you're not hearing me say these words, but I appreciate you anyway. As always, stay safe out there. Please, please, please be kind to everybody you come into contact with. And I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to myself for the outro. Thanks, everybody. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Be sure to give us a follow over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod, and myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So be sure to follow along. Also, don't miss our live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage, and much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode's show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website, 
or send emails to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.